0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Cracking Addiction. My name is Dr. Fergal Armstrong, and we have with us today Dr. Laura Petrochek. Laura, I thought today we would continue our journey in the 12 steps and talk about the 10th step. What is the 10th step?
1: The 10th step, Fergal, is we continue to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it.
0: Right. And let's put that into context. This comes after the ninth step, which is what?
1: The ninth step is we made amends to all persons we had harmed, except when to do so would injure them or others.
0: Right. So you've been through a very challenging and, dare I say it, potentially traumatic experience of, of, of going through the ninth step, right? But the work isn't over. That's what I'm hearing.
1: The work isn't over, but I wouldn't necessarily characterize the ninth step as traumatic because it also involves a lot of healing and reconciling Mm -hmm. in relationships. I think the traumatic part is more uh, thinking about it ahead of time, like, oh, no, how are they going to respond to me? Oh, God, what if they're pissed off? How is this going to turn out? I think that's more the trauma part is, is the dread sometimes. But usually, for most people, this step involves a lot of healing and reconciling.
0: Right. But nonetheless, you would agree that it is challenging. And having done the ninth step, the work isn't over. You've still got to do this ongoing um, self-reflection, really, isn't it? Yes. The work never stops. So what do you, So, is is there some kind of specific process that you have to engage in for this ongoing self-reflection or can you tell me a little bit more about it?
1: Yeah so a lot of times the tenth step is framed as the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth step all in one. It's like you're doing a spot check inventory, you know, you're right. wait, you're like doing writing it down, or not really necessarily, but in your mind, oh I messed up there. I need to say uh, I'm sorry or whatever the amends is but it's it's more of a kind of combination of all those steps in one and be more current with how our behavior is affecting others so instead of the initial inventory looking at your whole life until now, especially usually you're drinking and drug past the tenth step is about, what how my behavior is today and oh I messed up or whatever the situation is and then being current and making amends instead of waiting for another year to come back to someone or something and make uh, an amends
0: right so you've dealt with all of the past and now it's really an ongoing self-correction but every time there's an issue you have to deal with it and address it with, with with that other person. Is that is that what you're saying? As soon as you can?
1: Yeah, as soon as you can or as soon as you recognize, like, oh, yeah. you know, maybe I didn't handle that so well. Let me yeah. give that person a call or send an email.
0: Right. And and how often are you supposed to go through this spot check? Is it every day, every week, every month? Is do you have to go to a meeting to do it?
1: No, you don't necessarily have to go to a meeting. It's more immediate. So it's more in the moment. So a lot of times we have good days and don't have to make amends at all. Um, But then other days, we're being human, uh, make a mistake or two and then make our amends.
0: Right, right. So in terms of actually the practical tips around doing it, it could be you don't even have to journal it. You don't have to attend a meeting. You could just think, oh, I need to say sorry or... Oh, I need to rectify that.
1: Yeah. So at this point in someone's recovery, when you're at the 10th step, you've gained a lot more self-reflection and self-knowledge. And hopefully at this point, uh, you're a lot more aware of how your behavior affects other people uh, or places or things. And therefore, you're more current. Uh, and you're more aware, yeah. like, oh, that was, you know, urgh, that was not what I wanted. Right. Whereas when we're doing drugs or drinking, you know, we're basically oblivious for the most part how our uh, tornado of a life is affecting other people.
0: So the, I mean, you said earlier that the tenth is really a summary of the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth. Um, I mean, in those steps, there is a very deliberate sitting down, writing down imperfections and wrongs, a deliberate process of speaking with and discussing with a sponsor and a plan of action to actually go forward and make amends. None of that has to happen in that format in the 10th step. That's what you're saying.
1: Yeah. The test, the 10th step is not really a formalized step like the previous five steps. Yeah. Again, it's more like in the moment, uh, in the situation, on the spot. But it does encounter those processes. It's kind of like a a cheat sheet on those steps put together.
0: So because you've already been through the formal training, as it were, the training wheels are off and you're you're left to your own devices to actually constantly self-check. And constantly uh, go through in your own mind the previous steps as the tenth step. Yeah, you don't need to actually write anything down or 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 discuss it formally with a sponsor.
1: No, you don't need to. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say it's constant, um, but it's more. It's definitely a a more open awareness. Right. Sometimes a sponsor, maybe you're having a challenge, like you know when you're wrong, to promptly admit it. And then a sponsor might say, well, why don't you go back to the fourth step? So let's say you have trouble with your boss. Why don't you write a fourth step about that situation right. um, to get more clarity before you make or don't make uh, an amends? Right. Okay.
0: Is this something that you uh, discuss in groups? I mean, you've mentioned in other episodes that there are fourth step groups in the 12-step in the process. Is there a 10th step group?
1: So step groups, Virgil are, uh, we rotate. So one week is the first step, the next week's the second, like the step meeting. So it, the overall uh, theme of the group is called the step meeting. So like the group I'm in last night, we read the first step. And, um, and usually each week, then do the subsequent step. Right. And then you start after 12 weeks, you go back to number right. one.
0: Right, but that's not the format for a lot of uh, uh, twelve-step meetings. No,
1: a lot of twelve steps meetings are a drunkalog or a drugalog, and you tell your story, what it was yeah. like, what happened, and what's it like now. And then there's sharing involved. But what I like about the step meetings is that it's more structured. Yeah. There's more, there's tools talked about. It's more focused on recovery.
0: Whereas,
1: you know, the, um, stories could get a bit limiting after a while. Um, and maybe not as helpful as a step meeting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that's actually borne out in the evidence. There was a Cochrane review on the efficacy of, um, 12 step programs. And they did say that for those programs that did actually have a recovery focus, there was very good evidence of efficacy. But sadly, there was nothing mentioned about those programs that, as you say, were just story sharing, you know, the exchange of war stories. So whilst whilst the exchange of war stories might be interesting, welcoming, unifying at the in the, in the beginning of a process, you do need to move on to the healing part, don't you? Yes. Yeah. Now, one of the things that I've reflected on myself as we're going through this journey is the fact that. The the self-monitoring is not actually focused on substance consumption or alcohol consumption. It's focused on all wrongs. And I'd like to make two points here now. I think we should discuss these two points. Firstly... Um, the breadth of the of the self-reflection in terms of, of personal growth really can apply to, to anyone. You don't actually have to <clears throat> be substance affected to actually get benefit from going through, to these, through these steps in terms of developing your personal growth journey. And secondly, there seems to be an, a, a kind of a link between improving... Or growing in all areas of areas of your life and a reduction in substance use. What would you say to those two thoughts? Uh,
1: so, I do agree. I mean, there is actually a workbook, Twelve Steps, for everyone. I do believe yeah. that the Twelve Steps uh, anyone could benefit from them. Um, I'm. I don't. Ex- I wasn't exactly clear. So. Are you saying that if your life's improving, then you're using drugs and alcohol less?
0: No. Well, yeah. Well, what I'm trying to say is that the, the, the steps don't, or this, at least the 10th step, does not specifically acknowledge or or mention substance or alcohol use. It's talking about any wrong, as if to say that all wrongs are a function of substance use.
1: Oh, I see. But yeah, they're, they're not at this point.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So so really the 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 breadth of the of the introspection is is really widened and um for me it really is a journey of personal growth whereby you can think about you know i want to be better today than i was yesterday in all aspects of my life it's not entirely focused on on consumption of substances and the ill effects thereof
1: that's correct i mean you know after you come in the program and start in the first step uh that's pretty much in the rear view mirror. And then moving forward, it's mm-hmm. how your life and your behavior um, and your actions affect today. And then your inventory on today, which is for most people then they're clean and sober when they're doing this step. It's not like the fourth or fifth looking at the records of our past. This is looking at you know the shortcomings of today
0: now we know that um, substance use disorders, alcohol use disorders, are chronic, relapsing diseases, and we have to acknowledge the possibility of relapse, don't we?
1: Well, that's an interesting question. I I tend to disagree. I think. Oh, that, good. Tell me. <laughs> and why I say that is um, because I think it puts like I've been continuously clean and sober for 47 years and i think that in a way when we say relapse is part of the disease and people mention that all the time it almost like i feel like it gives people permission to go back out like oh well it's -hmm. part of the disease so or it's part of substance use disorder so here i go um Mm -hmm. it's like it almost gives them a pass i feel yeah. You know, and then people come back we're like, "Yay!" but um, I, I just uh, take issue with that relapse is, you know, to expect relapse, because then I feel like it plants this thought. Oh, OK. I expect a relapse. Oh, well, you know, but so, I feel like if do we, we
0: deal with, how do we deal with relapse? Because we can't deny the possibility of relapse.
1: I feel like if we close that door meaning it's not an option because you really could have that as not an option. You know, Um, I mean, okay, just just really quickly, like for me, uh, I mean, you know, my history and through this podcast, initially before I came in, I tried to commit suicide, but I have made a commitment to myself my higher power, my family, like that's not an option. That door is closed. And I feel we could do that also with substance use. Like that's not an option anymore. I feel Mm. we could concentrate or bring that message. Like that's not an option anymore. Let me see what else I could do. But I feel there's so much permission and, oh, that's okay. You could go out 50 million times. And uh, I, 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 I think that could be changed.
0: So the fact that you are able to say <clears throat> that is not an option. Is that a function of your recovery or your internal resilience or is it or or did that statement actually give you your recovery and your internal resilience? Well,
1: I'm not exactly sure what came first, the chicken or the egg, but.
0: Well, I, I, I beg to, to, to disagree with your disagreeing because I, I feel that, that, that not an option, I think is, is something that you grow into as, as you recover. I think there are, to, 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 to say to someone in the throes of a substance use disorder, that's not an option.
1: Well, maybe okay. I think you have a point. It's not necessarily something I would say in the beginning, but of uh, someone's recovery. But yes, uh, I feel as people get more traction, more time, it becomes less and less yes. of an option. The more you exactly better.
0: yes, I think we, we've met. We've found the middle ground. I, I completely agree with you. I think once you get to a certain point of healing, you can look back and realize, well, actually, relapse is no longer an option for you.
1: Yeah, like I don't want to go back. There's a, there's a, I don't see this in rooms, but I remember when I lived in New York City, there was a a poster that said it's easier to stay sober than to get sober, and that always stayed with me because it's so true, right? Yeah. That in the rooms, people that relapse. I mean, it's really hard to get out of that, uh, you know, hole.
0: Yeah, it's, it's hard to get out of the rut all the time, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But on the subject of relapse, relapse isn't a, it, relapse isn't a process as if where the bubble bursts and then buying your are back drinking relapse. Uh, I, I've, I've had it described to me as a process where you start mentally giving yourself permission to do things that you wouldn't otherwise consider, or you start mentally giving yourself permission to stop doing the things that you know are healthy for you.
1: Uh, So in the rooms, they call it, picking up a drink or a drug is the last step of the relapse.
0: Exactly.
1: Um, Meaning you've, the first step is cognitive, right? Or cognitive distortions. Yeah. Being this, that, and the other, who knows what's happening or resentment. And then by the time you pick up, that's that's the end of the relapse because you've already laid yeah. the groundwork.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So so uh, for me, relapse then is a process that has a, a long lead in time. And that for me is the opportunity for the 10th step because during that long lead in time to, to the last step of relapse, which is picking up that drink, the 10th step can be crucial in turning you around and getting you back on the horse can or not
1: yeah you mean for coming back from a relapse
0: yeah because if yeah. you haven't actually picked up that drink oh i yes, see you I... might you might have stopped doing the self-care you might have stopped investing in relationships you might start engaging in those cognitive distortions which for me is relapse but you haven't yet had that drink but if you can start thinking about the 10th step that's the time to start repairing the cognitive distortions repairing the lifestyle repairing the relationships which then get you back on track.
1: Yes, this tenth step could be an intervention in that regard.
0: Yeah. So for me, it's a very powerful message of, of, of hope and growth. And really, another, another idea that I've got is, recovery in, for, for, from whatever substance or process really is like cycling uphill. The minute you stop cycling, you start falling backwards. Yeah.
1: yeah there's uh <laughs> there's all these phrases there's another sayings in the room that the further you are away from your last drink the closer you are to your next one so uh, kind of yeah, down, yeah. what you were just saying although uh, i don't know why some of them i you know to me it's not all trudging uh,
0: well, for me, this idea of recovery and cycling uphill is also, it's, it's also for me the same as personal growth. Because if we stop trying to grow, we're, we're going backwards.
1: Well, I disagree in the sense of there's times in our personal growth or recovery that we do plateau, that we can enjoy the fruits of all the work and yeah. uh, step work and personal growth that we have put into this. Right. And all it's right. like myself every day every day no i don't see it
0: like i mean i i think if we start enjoying the plateau we're resting on our laurels that then leads us to pride and you know what happens after pride
1: yeah but i i think that's also more of a um (laughs) seems like a british mentality
0: (laughs) or is it a is it it? an irish catholic mentality yeah irish catholic mentality yes
1: I don't know. Well,
0: perhaps, perhaps, but um, all right. <laughs> so, we've agreed then that the tenth step is is really a, a, an ongoing, iterative process that incorporates really all the previous steps from four to eight, four to eight, nine, uh, four to nine. We we've agreed that it's it's a, a process that allows us to prevent the slip into relapse. And we've discussed the practical tips. Can you give us an an idea of some of the challenges that people face when they're going through the 10th step or as they're leading a life of the 10th step?
1: Yeah, I think one of the biggest challenges is to stay on our side of the street, meaning, yeah, well, maybe I did that, but they did this. So I think, A lot of times we want to approach it as uh, a give and take sort of amends. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: that's not what it is. That's not the 10th step. But um, I mean, you know, personally speaking, I. I wish it was more of a dialogue instead of. um, Oh, yeah, I effed up. So sorry about that. Um, But uh, so I think that gets in the way. Well, look at they did or they did this or they did that. And maybe they did you know, but you still, but that's not the issue. The issue was is our side of the street. And I think that is what's challenging
0: a lot mm-hmm. of 10th step. And what's the solution so, to that?
1: Uh, well, I think part of it is really letting go of our ego or trying to, you know, to, to be aware of it, gain awareness. Like, Oh, here I mm-hmm. go. Okay. This is, I'm focusing on them instead of myself. And that's not going to get mm-hmm. me anywhere. I can only change myself, things, things like that. All
0: right. All right. Well, on that sweet note, Laura, we've run out of time, so I'm going to have to thank you for your expertise and I look forward to speaking with you again very shortly. Thank you. Great. Thank you, Fergal. That's all for today, folks. My name is Dr. Fergal Armstrong and this has been Cracking Addiction.